Macworld Podcast number 216 for November 3rd, 2010. Welcome again, everybody, to the Macworld Podcast. I am Editorial Director Jason Snell, hosting the show this week for Philip Michaels. Uh, Today's topic is going to be National Novel Writing Month. You may have heard of it. You may not have heard of it. November is National Novel Writing Month, and so what better time than early in November to talk about it? Uh, Joining me today to talk about this event and some Mac tools to help people be creative on their Macs are senior editor Sholly Sawyer-McFarland. Hi, Sholly. Hello there. And Dan Moore and senior associate editor. Hi, Dan. Hi, Jason. You're on every podcast I'm on. <laughs> I'm on pretty much every podcast ever. Ever. It's nice. Uh, good for you. I'm sure that takes a lot of time out of your day. Not as much uh, as you think. So, so NaNoWriMo, as it's called, National Novel Writing Month, the, the basic premise here is that you're writing 50,000 words of a novel in the 30 days of the month of November, which comes out to about 1,667 words per day. Um, I've been doing it. This is my fifth year doing it. I have completed this task the last four years. Um, Dan, you've done it for a while too, right? Yeah, I think I have completed the last four years as well. And I think I did one year before that where I didn't quite get my stuff together. All right. All right. Are you doing it this year? Uh, not officially. Not officially. Are you doing something this year? Uh, I'd like to. Uh, it's still early in the month. I'm I'm trying to get to some stuff together, but but circumstances have intervened. All right, all right. And but you're a veteran, and uh, and have written and have written many novels. I've read a couple of them, in fact, and they're they're excellent, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank so you. That's all, very kind of you to say. All agents who are listening, <laughs> publishers who are who are tuned in. And Sholly, was last year your first year? It was. This is my second year. And you are doing it this year, and uh, and uh, last year you did finish, correct? I did. Amazing. And I'm 2,192 words in right now. All right. <laughs> check, check that out. That is great. I'm, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm somewhere in there, too. I, I was, Dude, I you're was, like at 5,000 words. You're a machine. <laughs> I wasn't going to say. I don't think it's 5,000. That seems crazy. <laughs> But I did. I mean, I did take off yesterday and actually just write all day, and, and <laughs> instead of uh, instead of working, I, that, I could, that helps a lot. I could finish fast if all <laughs> I ever did was uh, was uh, during the month of November was write uh, novel stuff instead of you know our work. <laughs> so um, so yeah, one of the things I wanted to ask is before we get into some of the the Mac details, is what motivated you guys to do this kind of crazy stunt of. Uh, of writing, uh, of writing uh, fifty thousand words of a novel in thirty days. By the way, Shelley, I'm at forty six hundred words as we record uh, it, this. So yeah. I'm not at five. <laughs> not yet. So yes. Uh, well, Jason, you were one of the things that motivated me to to do it because you had said how fun it was and um, you know what a good time I would oh, have. Oh, sure. It. Blame it on me. <laughs> but I also. Um, uh, you know, as a grown-up who has a job and children have found it certainly increasingly difficult to do creative things. And so I thought of this as a chance to set aside time and work towards one very focused creative goal. Um, just like people who are training for triathlons or marathons, you know, they use a goal to motivate them. Uh, that's how I 
decided to use uh, NaNoWriMo. And it really worked. It's a great um, focused way to be creative when it's hard to be creative in a, in a, you know, in your life. What about you, Dan? Um, I, so I just looked up in, on my little user page when I actually started. Apparently I tried in 2004 and failed, but I actually managed to win in 2005. And I'll tell you why in 2005. And that was because, um, that was the year I quit my old job and I was unemployed <laughs> at the time. Uh, and during that uh, intervening time while I'd been uh, finishing up my old job, uh, I actually managed to finally finish a novel on my own for the first time. Um, and it was such a, uh, a feeling of accomplishment. I decided, let's go do that again immediately. So I, in fact, uh, that book I had, I had finished at that point was the first part of a trilogy. And I went and thought, oh, I've, I know how I want to do the second part. So I'm going to write the second part. And I got through about, you know, I got through 50,000 words in 2005 and then went, later went on to finish it uh, the next year. But I mean, I've always wanted to write novels, I think, pretty much. And that's probably why I, I decided, well, this seems like a good impetus, a good reason for me to say, okay, you know what? I'm not unemployed. I'm just I'm just doing something towards my own personal goal for this month. Right. That's a good way of, of looking at it. Also, I've read those those first two books of that trilogy, mm-hmm. have I not? Yes, you have. Yes. Where's book three, author? Book three, <laughs> I don't know. It was supposed to be finished for a later NaNoWriMo, and of course, I you know got about halfway through it and realized, no, 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 this is all wrong. So it's kind of, it's sitting in a, in a, drawer, in a drawer somewhere, a virtual drawer somewhere, all right. waiting to be finished. Waiting to be finished. Waiting to be finished. Now, now, Sholly, did you, speaking of books that are unfinished, Dan, <laughs> um, did you finish the story? Because that's one of the things about NaNoWriMo is that you don't necessarily finish the novel. The, the goal the finish line traditionally is hitting 50,000 words, not having a conclusion. Did you finish the story you were telling as well? Well, I wanted to have a story with a beginning, middle, and end. That was part of my goal. So I did in the first um, last year. But um, mine is a young adult science fiction. And as most science fiction happens, it, it is an ongoing series. So the story was finished, but not everything actually made sense. And so now I'm working on the second book right now. All right. And the goal is to do the same this yes. this year, this mm-hmm. month. Mm-hmm. All right. Wow. That's, uh, that is interesting. I, I, I speak as somebody who, um, I, I, uh, my first time doing NaNoWriMo, I had, uh, two or three sort of plot points that I could see out and I figured that that would be good enough to get me through to 50,000 words. And by the time I got to the end of my first NaNoWriMo, I, I wrote the first of the three plot points by the time I broke 50,000 words <laughs> in, in a manuscript that ended up taking the next NaNoWriMo too and ending up like at 150,000 words. So I admire you for actually finishing your story. <laughs> wow. It's harder, it's harder than most people think. <laughs> Yeah. And most people think it's pretty hard. Well, there's the writing all the words, and then there's the getting to the end of the story. And it's such a different sort of, I mean, it's such a different sort of exercise, right? Because it's the, not only are you trying to hit like a goal, I mean, so you have to be writing so much, just producing. And I feel like so many times, I mean, I'm sure you guys have, as I have, hit a point where it's like, I'm just kind of writing on autopilot right now until I figure out what the next thing is, because I got to keep producing words either way. <laughs> Right, you start spinning the plates. It's just like, yes, let's have a conversation. <laughs> I literally had, yeah, I literally had a, uh, a scene where people walked like around in a giant circle for like two thousand words because <laughs> I couldn't figure out where they were supposed to be going next. 
which in NaNoWriMo terms is actually fine because the goal is to get the is to is to generate the words and it's not necessarily uh, one of the things that I find refreshing about NaNoWriMo is the approach that it's about uh, moving forward and writing and uh, uh, Merlin Mann had a line um, which I'm I think probably quoting badly or we'll say paraphrasing which is that the the no, the one habits of highly effective writers is that they write. Yeah. Right. At the end, writing is what it's about. It's not about reading about writing or putting in your word count. It's about actually getting words down on a page or in a word processor. And so having that approach of saying, look, just just keep writing. And if you want to throw it out later or fix it later, go ahead. But for now, just keep going. Just keep um, uh, as Andy Anatko, our, our uh, pal and writer, often says, is just keep moving the cursor to the right. <laughs> I like to, the thing I really love about NaNoWriMo is that it is that, that it's about the act of writing instead of a goal, um, getting published or, you know, writing something perfect. And for whatever reason, I think writing really suffers as a occupation or a hobby, um, from people thinking that, uh, you know, the writers that they read have birthed their novels full-formed out of their heads and that to be a writer, everything has to um, be perfect. And I, I, I really like that NaNoWriMo um, comes at it from the different perspective of the, the act of writing itself is joyful and fun. Um, I mean, people who play soccer as adults don't expect necessarily that they have to become professional soccer players, for instance. Playing soccer itself is worthwhile, and it's fun, and it's good for you, and it helps fulfill you as a person. And I think that the same is true with writing, and that a lot of people can get a lot out of um, accomplishing a goal, like writing their, their own novel, their whole thing that they imagined, whether or not they end up working on it and getting it to a point where it, it becomes a published work. Well, Stephen King in his book on writing <laughs> um, made the point that I, 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 on one level is obvious and another level I hadn't really thought about it is that, um, that, that what you said, that the novels we see published are the works of, uh, of a writer over a lot of time and they write it and then they rewrite it and they fix things and they make it seem like they knew what they were doing from the beginning. And they put in that foreshadowing that of a, of a thing that when they were writing it, they didn't realize was going to happen, but they go back and make it look like they did. And it's like a magic mm -hmm. trick and it takes several passes for them to do that. And so, um, I agree. One of the things I think going in that people have to get over is this idea that I'm not going to put words down that are the equivalent of what I've been reading my entire life. And, of course you're not. Get over it. If you you know you can do that later, but right now you know even your favorite novelist, chances are when they're writing their first draft, it's kind of a mess, and they don't know where they're going either, and that's okay. Yeah, I like to say that there's there's no voodoo to it. You know, there's there's no secret trick or any sort of like you said, it's not magic or anything. It's just hard work, and it's a lot of hard work. Um, but you know, uh, like you said, everybody, everybody, every book that's ever been published has gone through this pretty much. Um, you know, and I think there's there's a lot to be gained from from trying an exercise like this, even if it's not. It doesn't end up being something that ultimately you go on with or whatever. I've had a number of times where I've hit fifty thousand words and sort of said, "Well, that was an interesting exercise. <laughs> I'm never going to do anything with this ever again." But you know, I'm glad that I did that. Um, just because it, it let me explore something or it let me hone my skills on writing a particular type of thing or it even just let me get an idea that was like, 
stuck in my head out of my system and down onto the page and you know okay great if i want to go back and revisit that at some point later maybe i will but at the same time it's like a now i can move on and work on something else and hopefully at a good time yes <laughs> now uh this is the MacWorld podcast so i would be remiss if i didn't talk about mac stuff a little bit um so i'm curious what technology you guys use what software and hardware or what things you don't use a, a Mac for it, as a part of your writing process? Dan? Um, well, currently for my writing software, I am using Scrivener, which I quite like um, because it's got, not only does it, sure, it's got a lot of bells and whistles and that kind of stuff, but I think I, I like that it really gets out of your way when what you really want to focus on is putting words down on the page. Um, but it's also got great little sections. I do a lot of stuff for the the stuff that I work on these days where I have notes on characters and plots and settings and timelines and all of this. Uh, and I want to find some place to store that that's sort of ancillary to the actual main thrust of the story. And so Scrivener's great, lets me file that stuff away, lets me search for stuff later, lets me make little footnotes when I want to, you know, make a comment on something that I want to go back and fix later. Um, I find it a super helpful team uh, just in terms of that, uh, all those abilities. But at the same time, it's, you know, I want to stress that you don't need, you know, fancy software to write. Every every Mac comes with text edit. You know what? My mother has done NaNoWriMo a couple times, and she's written an entire thing in text edit. So there's nothing wrong with that. If it, At the end of the day, again, you want to be putting words down, and, and you can do that almost anywhere. Heck, you could do it in, a, in an email message if you really wanted to. I wouldn't recommend it, but you probably could. And I wrote at least two complete novels in, in Apple Works, which Jason likes to make fun of me for. Yes, in Apple Works, and and you weren't in the nineties. No, no, it was it was well. I think one of my my first one at least two thousand four, two thousand five, two thousand six, probably up through there. At least I was still writing in Apple Works because all my stuff was in Apple Works. And you know what? You launched it, you opened a document, bam, you're ready yeah. to write. I, I wrote the first thirty thousand words of my of my first NaNoWriMo novel in BB Edit, which is a great app, but it has no you know features for novel writing. It is just a an not, open window with not a to mention adjusting cursor. your font and, and yeah, font no, no even font, no style, nothing. Oh, and you've got plenty of style. Don't worry. It about was fun. <laughs> I've got plenty of font too. Thank you very much. What about you, Sholly? I use Scrivener, and I'm really happy with the new version. I particularly like the project targets new little window that there is that uh, shows your that has already in it um, the NaNoWriMo goals um, you get that when you do the NaNoWriMo trial version of the of the program right we should say that Scrivener from Literature and Latte is available at literatureandlatte.com a new version 2 just came out there is a trial the trial runs through November and into mid-December so you could actually write an entire NaNoWriMo novel even now if you want to get a late start uh, by downloading Scrivener and trying it out if you wanted to and uh, if you didn't like it at the end you could export it out and uh, and not pay and you it'll last you through and if, mid-December. And if you do and like great. it, you can get a discount. Yes. It's great. You get a discount and it comes preloaded with the NaNoWriMo template and the goals all programmed in, which is really nice. Um, but I'll say I also use my iPhone quite a lot. Um, I've been thinking about this story all year and I take lots and lots of notes on my iPhone in the notes application while I'm out. And I, I do uh, voice memos also. So I have a tremendous amount of material in my iPhone. Um, and that I find has been the easiest way, to, you know, those ideas that come to you when you're, you know, driving somewhere or, or sitting at the doctor's office. The iPhone has been great for capturing all of those instead of letting them get away. Yeah, I have that. Um, I created a document, uh, 
some point, I think it was beginning of January this year of, of stuff that I was noticing. I was at CES actually, and I was going <laughs> up an escalator and I was looking down at this like weird autograph pavilion and I had this strange idea and I thought, oh, that's good. I, I don't want to lose that. And I wrote it down and that document has grown over the course of this year with strange things mm-hmm. that have popped into my head that I thought might be good fodder. And in the end, a couple weeks ago, I dumped all of those into Scrivener and onto little cards and kind of moved them around and figured out how can I use these? But being able to have a device with you where you can write that stuff down, I mean, old school, you'd have a little notebook with you wherever right. you go, but I never and had I, that. But I got my phone with me wherever I go. And you can take pictures. I take pictures of things too. Wow. I used yeah. to use a uh, notebook for some of that stuff, especially when, when I was working on the uh, sequel to, or the my first finished NaNoWriMo project. The month before that, I was in uh, Ireland, and so I was traveling all over the place, and so I had a little, nice little moleskin that I used to flip open and just write, you know, notes down on various pages. But it certainly is a lot harder to file things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's funny. I, uh, I met with a bunch of the writers in my, in my home county, um, last week, and I had a, a bunch of them say, you know, well, I don't know about technology, and, and, uh, and I think it's a, a point worth making is that you could, you could do this, uh, longhand if you really wanted to, and that would be a very different way of doing it, but people do do it that way. I think the nice thing about, since this is the Macworld podcast, that as Dan points out, you know, your Mac comes with stuff that you can that you can write with. You don't need to buy anything special. There are these trials for things like Scrivener that if you want to get into a lot of detail, I think it's also important that you not get lost in your in your mechanics, right? Not, don't get lost in the outline tweaking and the labeling of your documents and things like that when what you really need to be doing is the writing part of the writing. I would like to make a plug since Shali mentioned uh, the iPhone. I, I really love um, the Notes app on the on the iPhone. You know, it's great for, for some stuff, but it's a little bit bare bones. I would, little, I would really recommend uh, Simple Note, um, which is free. And not only is it free, but it syncs with... A, any other iOS devices you have. So if you have an iPad too, you can access all the same stuff and you can access all of your notes via the web as well. And Scrivener now syncs with Simple Note as well. So you can actually, I've actually used this a couple times. I was working on a project and I, uh, I synced my stuff to Simple Note and then I was someplace, I went out to a like, coffee shop or something and I sat down and, and brought it all up on my iPad and, and worked on it there just with my Bluetooth keyboard and my iPad and then went back and synced the changes back. You have to make a couple tweaks because of the, uh, if styling, for example, is is important, most of the stuff that you do on the iPad is plain text. Um, but other than that, it works really well. Yeah, at one point before the advent of the 11-inch MacBook Air, I was going to actually try to do some of this on my iPad. And now I'm, I'm going to bring that 11-inch Air with me on the bus and try to write with that. And that's been pretty successful so far. But, um, you know, iOS devices and syncing, it, it, there's a lot more to be done there, right? But even if you're just throwing a file in, on Dropbox or in Simple Note and being able to move it around, isn't, isn't it great to be able to have access to that stuff? Uh, wherever you go, whether you're on an iPad or an iPhone or on your Mac. I tried writing some stuff on my iPad earlier this year when it first came out just to see if I could write stuff. And I ended up writing actually a ton of stuff. Just like I just started working on some story, some latent story idea I had. And I pumped out 10,000 words using pages on the iPad and my Bluetooth keyboard. And, and honestly, um, for the most part, it works pretty well. It, this is a good moment to mention backup, too, for mm-hmm. anyone who is trying NaNoWriMo. Uh, Dropbox made me think about it. That if you do do NaNoWriMo, to make sure to do some good backup. 
Because, yeah. boy, what a drag to lose all that stuff you've written. Preferably three or four. Yeah. yeah. I, when I was writing in PB <laughs> Edit, I would just every day go out and make a copy and drag it onto, like, iDisk or something. I've Since I've been using Dropbox, which, again, you can go to dropbox.com. There's a free level of service. If you save your stuff into Dropbox, it auto-syncs it with the Dropbox service. So that And there's some, some retrieval options there. So if your file dies or your computer dies, you can get it back out of the cloud. And if you've got a couple different systems, it'll sync between them so you can move from from computer to computer so right. uh, you know or or drag it to your uh, mobile me i disk or, or use time machine or any you know yeah. any of any, any and all of the above yeah. Yeah. yeah and scrivener actually will do an auto backup to yep. a special backup file when it saves so you've got uh versions going back just in case something happens yeah that's nice last thing you want to do is uh is lose that work that you've been doing so that's a good that is a great mention shally <laughs> it's very important i can't even i that would rip my heart out if something like that happened oh my goodness oh i've lost and i have lost speaking i I wrote an article several years ago on macworld about losing um some there was it wasn't a novel it was notes for a couple different novels and and a a graphic novel thing i was working on and i you know that was just still to this point i'm convinced that there was like some awesome you know like ideas in there that i will never again find because i lost them but you know what it happens to everybody data loss happens to us all so back up often and early Yes, absolutely. So, what um, before we go? I thought I would ask what what um, do you have any any little tidbits about what you're working on now, Dan? Are you working on something now, even though you're not necessarily doing? I am working on something. I am working on the second. So, um, this past year, and this is I wrote a longer blog post at some point on my own personal blog about why I decided not to do NaNoWriMo this year. Um, at least officially, which was that I, I really felt like it was great and I got a lot out of it for the five years that I, five or six years that I participated. But I really felt like last year I was I was shoehorning uh, some other project that I didn't really want to be working on just because, just for the sake of something to write. And right. in the meantime, I had been working on a separate project just on my own time, which I was really much more excited by, but I didn't necessarily want to say, oh, I've got to, I got to pump out all these words for this project. So um, and I finished that novel and back in the spring and was doing some edits on it. And I'm, uh, because I am lazy and scared of rewriting, I have started to jump to the second book in that series. Right. Which is, uh, yes, the first book was called Resurrection Men. The second one is tentatively titled uh, Breaking the Bank. All right. Um, I've read Resurrection Man. I like that one, too. Yeah. Well, there's a sequel coming. Stay tuned. Well, I don't know if I want to get into one of your series again, because, you know, I'm still waiting for the third book of the other. This one's more episodic. All right. That is true, actually. The the story Resurrection Man actually does have an ending. Um, But, yeah, you sort of graduated from NaNoWriMo, and I totally understand that. I was actually talking to the guy who invented NaNoWriMo last week, Chris Beatty, and he he totally gets that concept. I mentioned you, and I said, you you know, he's sort of a a graduate of it because he kind of wants to extend it throughout the year, which is one of the nice things about NaNoWriMo is it forces you I mean, I, I don't write novels all year round. I, I think my wife would kill me, but this is a way to sort of buckle down and do it for a month and, and get something out of it at the, at the other at the other end. But you've you've done it for five years and, and I think it's you're to be credited for It was great when to, I needed when I needed an excuse to do right. it. When it's like, oh, you know what, I'd love to write a novel, but I'm really busy. Yeah, I now have the time for it. You know, it's great. Oh, okay, one month. Okay, I can do this. But now it's the point where I, I, you know, it has instilled such a or reminded me what I love so much about writing that I want to be working on stuff all year and not feeling like eleven months out of the year. Eh, eh, I don't really want to work on anything. And Charlie, you're working on book two of your young adult science fiction. Is that right? I am. Yeah. Which, which I haven't read. No, you haven't read it yet. Nope. 
Some people are more protective of books. <laughs> Others, although I will say that the one that I wrote last year, I haven't let anybody but my wife read because, you know, it's not ready. It's a, it's terrible. <laughs> it needs work. <laughs> so, but I'm here anytime you want to. I will, well, see, when I finish the second one, then I'll know how to make the first uh, one make more sense. Oh, I see. Well, that's that's good. the idea. And you guys have both read my first one that I did, which was uh, gigantic. And I'm sure you both, yes, you both told me you loved it, but I don't believe you. So, no. Uh, you, well, that, that's the curse of us as writers, right? <laughs> no matter how much somebody tells you they love your work, you always suspect they're lying. No, actually, I have a book. I, I have a printout of my of the one that I wrote first uh, that is that is written throughout with Sholly's notes about what's wrong with it, which is actually great. <laughs> I still have that by my by my nightstand as a, as a reference for when I read write it so she was uh, she brought out her knives for it which is uh which is good that's what that's what you want right when you're when you're doing that first draft is you want some actual criticism of the reason i haven't shown the one that i did last year to anybody is i feel like i'm so aware of its flaws now that i want to fix those flaws and then have people find other flaws with it instead of wasting them now on something that i already know how how right. much a mess yeah. of it it is yeah mine has mine has giant plot holes chasing so that oh. that's the those real problem fun. Oh, interesting. Mine has, <laughs> you're aware of them. I'm told that mine has stupid characters. So, <laughs> just the just the protagonist, Dan, and only sometimes. Uh, yeah, good because he's only carrying most of the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fixable. You can fix that. And then uh, what I'm working on this year, which I didn't, I wasn't actually planning on doing it this year, but um, I volunteered to be my my region's. Uh, what they call municipal liaison, which basically means I'm the party planner for for the people in my region to get together and and write together and meet each other, and that requires you to actually do the event. So I'm <laughs> I'm doing it and I'm writing something that's set in the present day and has got some characters that are thinly veiled references to other people in the technology <laughs> industry. And there's a sort of young Steve Jobs like figure, and it's maybe it's kind of a techno thriller, and maybe it's not. And all I'll tell you is it's not called Inbox Zero. Although that's the working title because um, it sounds like a great thriller. Unfortunately, Merlin Mann is going to write a, a book that will actually help people with their lives called Inbox Zero. And, uh, the, you know, my goal is not to help people. It's to kill – invent characters and kill them. So I've, I've been – I've been. Uh, is this appropriate to say I've been following your, your novel this year since you were uh, putting up some of it, I think? I Yes. I, I Certain select people have found <laughs> – have an, an, an email. An undisclosed I, maybe that maybe that was supposed to remain confidential. <laughs> I decided, no, I decided to motivate myself by by setting up a blog that has the chapters as I write them. Just because um, sometimes that's a motivation because I know people are reading it. Sometimes I'll get good feedback. Um, Sholly did that at one point. She was reading some of my stuff. I on. loved that. That was really fun. It was like you know a serialized novel. Yeah. It was really. Fun. So I'm trying that. A friend of mine, uh, Nathan Alderman, who actually has written a bunch of novel writing software reviews for Macworld, um, he did that the first year I did NaNoWriMo, and I was following along with him, and he was following along with me, and I felt <laughs> like, all right, I've got I've got some motivation because I'm doing this in public, or at least semi-public. And I toyed with the idea of actually doing it in public, like saying, hey, Macworld readers, I'm going to do this, and you can follow along. And I thought, you know, I don't need that kind of humiliation <laughs> in my life. But um, It's but, a yeah. lot of pressure. It's a but, lot of pressure. Uh, I I am posting them in a in a, a discreet. Uh, uh, I was I was spending location. a lot of time in a doctor's waiting room this afternoon, so I read your first couple chapters. My first three chapters. Yeah, All right. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Yeah. You've read everything that I've written, Dan. <laughs> everything. It might be good. It might be good to mention the social aspect of NaNoWriMo because people who've never done it 
won't know about that. That um, is a great suggestion. Yeah. You should be hosting this podcast, Charlie. <laughs> um, the, the, despite the fact that this is essentially your second podcast appearance, you are already way ahead of the host. Uh, yeah, you can, do, you can do buddies, writing buddies, and you put in your word count on the site, and you can actually see how everybody's doing and what pace they're setting. Which and, is great motivation for the day you haven't met your word count, and then you look and you see, oh, God, oh Jason's at 4,600 words. Damn him. <laughs> Yeah, it is a good motivator, and there are little word count widgets you can sort of like compare yourself to your friends and 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 embed that somewhere. And and there are forums where you can procrastinate, but you can also get advice and and get um, sort of pep talks. They send you little email pep talks from writers, um, so they they do a lot to try and motivate people because they realize this is a, a, a tough one, and uh, you know it's easy to lose motivation and get frustrated and not do it. And then all over towns. Um uh, all over the country, there are parties that happen all through the month. Yes, um, right, right the write-ins, write-ins. Where you meet up with people in your region because you set a region when you sign up for NaNoWriMo. And uh, they have, I'm going to go to one tonight. I'm hosting one tonight. And there's one uh, in my region tomorrow night as well that I might, I might drop in on. And you chat a little bit and write a little bit and motivate each other and ask questions about what do you do when you've got a character in this situation. And you can be as social or antisocial as you like. Yeah, I've done a bunch of those in in the Boston area, and they're very well attended around here. Um, and I found them a lot of fun for reminding you that it's like it's not just you. You're not, you know, it is sort of a solitary activity, but at the same time, you know, there's a lot of interesting stuff you can learn by talking to other people who are also doing this. And if you need a good metaphor, uh, fresh metaphor for what it sounds like when a pickaxe hits zombie flesh, <laughs> your other write-in participants will help you. That's the idea. Do they bring some sort of like a watermelon and a pickaxe? Is that how this works? <laughs> Most write-ins do involve watermelons and pickaxes. <laughs> but yeah, if you see a bunch of people at a coffee shop sometime during November and they all seem to be quietly doing something on their laptops together, chances are you could be witnessing a write-in. Yes, NaNoWriMo is happening right there. All right, well, anything else we should talk about before we go? Anything? Sholly seems to have covered the whole format for me. <laughs> Well, other than just sort of wishing good, you know, encouragement upon any of our our listeners who are undertaking this. Yes, give it a, if you aren't think about giving it a try. I actually didn't start until about a week in the first time I did it, and yeah, you're behind a little bit, but that you got the whole month to catch up. Come on, and definitely <laughs> check it out. If not for this year, then then for next year, because you can you can do it. It can be done, um, even if you've never written a novel before. Because all of us went through that, except for Dan, who had already written one before. <laughs> oh yeah, in my spare time at my old job sneaking <laughs> words in between fixing computers yeah yeah well that counts that works so you can go to nanorimo.org n-a-n-o-w-r-i-m-o.org for more information about national novel writing month uh we all mentioned scrivener so again literature and is where you can find that trial version of scrivener that will last you through the month of november and in halfway into december um as always uh, check out Macworld.com. I'll, in the show notes for this podcast, I'll link to a bunch of pieces we've done about writing software over the last couple of years. Uh, and until next time, when presumably Chris Breen will be here to host next week's Macworld podcast, I'd like to thank my guests, Sholly Sawyer-McFarland. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> and, and Dan Morin, thank you again for being on yet another podcast. You're welcome, Jason. Thank you. Okay, back to work, everybody. Back to writing. <laughs> um, until next time, this is Jason Snell signing off for the Macworld podcast. Macworld.